Razaban here for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me on the phone all the way from New Zealand, the smiling assassin, uh, Joseph Parker. Joe, uh, how are we doing? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing very good. Doing good here in New Zealand. Did, did you like the introduction, the smiling assassin? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of heavyweights have names like Dylan has body snatcher, uh, AJ just AJ, Tyson Fury the Gypsy King. Uh, Deontay Wilder, Bronze Bomber, we need one for you. I think Smiling Assassin suits you. Add that to the list, and I'm going to cast out a vote (laughs) and see where it stands. (laughs) But that's a good one, that's a good one. Um, Joe, haven't spoken to you for a while. Um, Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. Um, How are things in New Zealand? New Zealand is a... From from where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here with my family, my missus and three kids. Everything good here. We're just indoors. We we started the um, you know stuff. I mean isolation uh, three days ago, so we've been just pretty much staying at home and not going anywhere. Um, taking this very seriously because we could, we saw the you know what it has, what it's caused. You know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of deaths and it's, it's continuing to spread. So I think it, um, everyone in New Zealand's taking it seriously and we're staying indoors to try and uh, you know as they say. Uh, Stay home saves saves lives, so that's what we're trying to do here. There's a couple of countries, obviously Italy, uh, Spain, I think Iran, America. These countries are quite bad in terms of what exactly going on and in terms of the number of deaths. Is it as bad in New Zealand? Um, I haven't really kept up to date. With, I mean, there has there has been deaths, but I don't think it has. There's been a lot like the other countries. If I'm correct, there, there might have been some deaths, but those countries have been hit hard. And for us, you know, all we can do is, is um, you know, I think everyone's working together. It's not like just countries now; it's the whole world trying to work together to try and avoid this, or not avoid, but try and work through this, because it's, uh, you know, people dying is not a good thing. And all we can do is hope and pray that everything, you know, passes in due time, hopefully soon, and then uh, everything can go back to normal. Joe, is there like a, is there like a form of panic out there because like from the UK uh, last week that like, you know people were going into the shops and and raiding the supermarkets and taking everything off the shelves is is, is something like that happening in New Zealand yeah yeah definitely you know it's um there is there is panic you know and there's um there's people going into the shops and taking what they can and emptying the shelves but the thing you got to remember is that the food will always be there you know you can go out when you run out of food and, and do the shopping and but everyone's panicking, and I've never seen this before. So it's, it's quite an interesting time. It's quite weird times, you know. And uh, it's, uh, I just want to see how this ends up. Hopefully, you know, hopefully soon. Just pray and hope it's soon. No, we do pray and hope, obviously, in our thoughts and go, go out to the, to the whole world and anyone who's yeah. directly or indirectly suffering. But uh, let's hope we can come, uh, come over this wave or, or from this virus. Yeah, but that's, that's the deal. That's the hope and prayer. What about yourself, Joe? Obviously, as a fighter, um, how are you kind of keeping active? I know last year we had that injury back end of the year. You came back in February, I believe, and, and fought. I think it was there on Usyk undercard. It was a fight in Texas. It was a Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas undercard. It was an NF fought on Showdown Winters. Um, it was good, good to come out of that uh, injury that I had, despite a bite. Um, that sort of caused me to, you know, be pulled out of the Chitara fight, which is a fight I really wanted. Um, and it's always good to get the fight in the beginning of the year because now look at what's happened, you know. Um, I was able to fight in February. I was planning to fight May or June. And then 
this this coronavirus has hit and it's not only delayed my sacrifice, delayed all the other fights and all the other fighters around the world, but not only that, it's delayed, you know, the whole world in terms of going to work, people that spend holidays, this and that. So it's, it's affected everyone. And uh, the way that I'm handling it is, is by training every day here at home. Um, I'm fortunate with, with the fights that I've had that I've been able to buy equipment. You know, I've got a treadmill, I've got a bike, I've got a ladder, I've got weights, I've got a bench, place to do chin-ups and sit-ups. So I have no excuses, you know, to keep in shape. I, I'm going to keep in shape and stay ready because when this is when this finishes and when this passes, hopefully uh, I'll be ready for whatever fight they give or they give me or they sort of pass my way. I'll take it with both hands. Yeah. You know, people, a lot of people don't know that if a fighter doesn't fight, a fighter doesn't get paid. You're not on a structural wage package and a salary every year. So is, is that aspect of it quite hard where you know you've got like no income coming in? Yeah, you, you just got to, um, and that's where you have to be smart and, and budget what you have um, so they can last, you know, longer than, because things like this happen, like this has happened, this popped up and, uh, you know, like you said, fighters don't get paid until they have a fight. So if it's delayed, hopefully, but for the fighters who've just started, it'll be a bit hard for the fast fighters who've been in the game for a bit longer and who've made, you know, who has made or okay money, we can sort of survive and, and go get past this, but um, like you said, it's when when you don't get paid. That's uh, you know, just it's about <clears throat> budgeting smartly. I think. Joe, we had Eddie Hearn on the channel earlier this week, uh, and he talked about how if things didn't improve and things we weren't, we weren't allowed to put people together in terms of stadiums and, and putting on big events, you know, he would potentially look at doing studio fights and behind closed doors. Could you imagine the feeling of fighting in an empty arena? Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I you know, thinking about it, it's, it's quite weird because what what you sort of train for is that you train um, for this fight, but you're fighting in front of everyone, then you have the pay per view, and you know there's so many eyes watching the fight. I guess um, you know if, if things do continue to be this way, and that's the only other option, and you know if you, if that's what you have to do to get paid, that's what they're going to. I think that's what the fighters are going to do. But I, I can't really imagine it. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. Uh, I wouldn't mind fighting in front of a. Uh, empty sort of stadium. I just, uh, yeah, we'll see how things turn out. Mm. Joe, I just wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of other things that happened because of the virus. I don't know if you saw, uh, I think, I believe Marisa Suleiman put out some news about the WBC's drug testing program, how he was suspending it. I saw that. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people in the sport who have got caught cheating. Um, but by suspending this, what kind of message does it send out and is it bad for the sport? Or suspending fighters or suspending, suspending the program? Does it allow fighters it's, to go ahead and cheat? Oh wow! I, I, okay, I don't see that actually. Um, I think the having the rule in place of getting drug tested randomly, I think, is a good rule, or it's a good thing to have, or a good program because it, um, you know, it sort of it, it allows you to you know train and, and uh, you know if anyone does you know, take drugs or take steroids and they sort of do a test randomly, they get caught, you know what I mean? I think it's important to have something in place. So there's some guys who are taking stuff and some guys who are not taking stuff and then it's not an even playing field. And I guess uh, I guess everyone should be clean. That's what I think. Obviously, I spoke to Paulie Malinaji and Paulie's very vocal on stuff like this and, and he's even gone to the aspect and said to me, even in the past, that, you know what, you, if you can't control the cheats, if you can't control how you check fighters then just let everybody cheat and let everyone be on a playing field. But that just would be crazy, right? That'll be crazy. <laughs> and, then, and then it comes down to 
Who's the most? Joe, Or it comes down to who has the best cheating way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Imagine trying to find an expert on how to, you know, someone who can tell oh, yeah. you what to take and how to cheat the best way. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting times. Interesting. Um, Joe, just want to go back a couple of months, obviously. You know, it wasn't even that far. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, you obviously know. Um, Tyson very well. I know you've got a very close bond with him now and I've trained with him out there in Vegas. Um, I think my first question is around Deontay Wilder on how you come over adversity. Obviously, we saw you uh, take that L against Joshua uh, and that was your first one in the professional ranks. What advice would you give of someone like Deontay Wilder who's taken that first L uh, in his, at this stage of his career on, on how he bounces back? Yeah, um, something a guy like Wilder is different because he's he he you know he undefeated right, and he and he had the WBC and he defended it. Am I right? I'm saying ten times. Yeah. Um, and so a guy like that, the only thing he knows is winning, and then the only thing he knows is knocking people out. And uh, for him to to take a loss like that, it's it's not that he's not a bad fighter. We know that he's a, he's a good fighter and a good finisher with a big right hand and knocks people out. It's just that he got beaten by the better man on that day. And I guess for him, if it's uh, if it was the best effort that he put on that day, you know, he can always come back and you know, work on his, you know, change and adjust a few things and come back better and stronger. I think you just got to accept the the first thing is just accepting that you lost, um, accepting the loss and accept the loss that you, you lost to a, a sort of better boxer. And once you accept that, you can work on um, you know some of the negative things that you did and, and come back stronger and better. We, we know Tyson Fury is the kind of fighter that goes on the back foot, faints a lot, throws that jab. Uh, but were you surprised with the tactics? And that Tyson yeah, could do that? A, I think everyone was surprised. I think, you know, he came out and he put him on the back foot and chased him around the ring. He said he was going to do that. I don't think anyone believed that. I thought, you know, everyone must have thought, okay, he's, he's a joker. You know, he, all he does is box and move it. And, he, you know, he's a very really good mover. He's got good defense and he boxes. But when he came out and... and took it to him, I think it surprised a lot of people, myself included. What did you make of um, this video circling circling around? And obviously, there's going to be people out there that are going to be negative, but we saw these videos of Tyson and, and, and the gloves. I don't know if you saw anything. I, I saw some, you know, something about comment about the gloves or he's cheating about some gloves or this or that. I have no idea what they're on about. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I would assume that before a fight, uh, you know, hand wraps are checked and, you know, gloves are checked and then, you know, they're all signed off before walking out to the ring. Mm. And of course, and, that, and and obviously the the WBC, the Nevada State, obviously have their very strict rules and someone's with you literally from the moment... You're you, from the moment that you enter the change rooms. Mm, yeah. Mm. But obviously we know there's a lot of people out there that... There's people who hate, unfortunately, in this world. Uh, do you think that's there's nothing more to it? Yeah, I think it's just people trying to speculate something that wasn't there and, and people that are just trying to make excuses and probably people that don't want to accept the loss as well. Uh, and I guess it's just it's just a way of them making an excuse. And I guess, you know, hopefully they can accept the, the fact that he won fair and square and that he trained very really hard for that fight. He adjusted and changed a few things in his camp, you know, nutrition, um, you know, changed teams or trainers. And, he, you know, he got the result that he was looking for. Mm. Joe, you fought across the world now. You fought in your own home country, New Zealand. Um, you fought AJ White and Huey Fury in the UK. Where's your favourite place? 
My favorite Pacey fight? Yep. Um, probably my favorite fight would be the Joshua fight because of the the whole event, you know, leading into the fight, um, fighting in front of that massive crowd. But then, you know, it was my favorite fight in terms of the, the, the how big the event was, but um, the way that I fought wasn't probably wasn't the best, you know, and obviously, obviously he won. But in terms of the whole event, yeah, that would be my favorite because of the, you know, the lead up and how exciting it was. What about the country, from a country perspective? Which country do you feel like, ah, oh, I love fighting in this country? I love everywhere I fight. <laughs> I love, I love New Zealand. I love, and you know, I love the states. Now I'm starting to fight in the states, and I love the UK. I, I consider them all my homes because you know I've, I've been there many times. There's a couple of fight predictions. Obviously, May, June, we're going to be some some big heavyweight fights, and obviously the fighters that we're going to fight that you potentially were looking at as well as opponents. Um, obviously, your previous opponent, Dylan White, was going to fight Povetkin uh, on May 2nd here in the UK in Manchester. Obviously, it's postponed for now, but um, interesting fight there for you? Yeah, <clears throat> the Chisora fight? Uh, White, Povetkin. Uh, White, White Povetkin. Yeah, that, that's, for me, that's an interesting fight. Um, both of them, isn't it sort of uh, portrayed as the, you know, the... the the left hook, who's got the best left hook. You know, both guys have, you know, good left hooks. And I, I guess it's an interesting fight. I would sort of side with White because I just feel he's he's younger. Um, he's got, you know, he's still got that hunger. He hasn't had the, the chance to fight for a world title. So he's still got that hunger to get to that, to get to that place where he can fight for a world title. I, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of side with White on that fight. And Chizora Usyk, I know Chizora is someone you were supposed to fight last year until the fight uh, got cancelled. Usyk just bringing himself up from the cruiserweight division. We obviously saw him in the ring in heavyweight. Uh, we couldn't make too much of the first fight, but do you, can you see Usyk with his size and his style, not punching power, um, cause issues in the heavyweight division? I think he can. I think the first fight was a, a welcoming fight for him. It wasn't his best work we've seen a lot better from him when he was a cruiserweight but I guess it's, it's, a, it's different adjusting to a different weight class I, and I, I think now that he's had his first out of the way um, you know, he'll, he has a good team that will help him work on, on gaining the weight the right way and, and the training they're changing it up to to match and, and you know because the fight with Chisora Chisora's a guy who comes forward you know uh, walks you down for his big bomb so um, I'll, for that fight I'll tie with Yusuf Hmm. Hmm. Just the movement and and the punching combination and style and also the, the variety of punches that he throws. That's that's probably yeah. That's why I'll pick him. Would you still want to fight Chisora if he loses? Hell yeah, I want to fight them right now if I can. <laughs> you know, I, I've had that fight at the beginning of the year um, against Shondell Winters, but before we locked in the fight with Shondell Winters, we sent. Um, I think. If I'm correct, there was offers out to a lot of other fighters, you know, Du Harpers, Helenas, Ariola, Okutepa. There was a few others that we were, we were looking at fighting, and um, yeah, I was just happy that Sean Del Winters took the fight. I was able to get a fight. Another big fight that was planned June 20th here in the UK Joshua to defend his unified titles against uh, Pulev. Pulev. Um, that was obviously. Supposed to happen a couple of years ago, but uh, I can't remember. I can't recall exactly what happened. I think Pulev couldn't make Pulev, it. Pulev was an injury or, or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, Pulev towards the end of his career now. Obviously, he's had that loss to Vladimir Klitschko. But do you think Pulev can still be dangerous? He can be dangerous. You know, I think every fighter or every heavyweight can be dangerous at any time. If you land the right punch at the right time, it's uh, game over. You know. But 
Joshua again, you know, he put on a great performance against Ruiz. You know, after losing and, and um, you know, in the short space of time that he had, he changed his whole sort of style, you know, because he's more come forward and throw punches and meet you in the middle kind of fighter, right? Mm. But he was able to box on the, you know, box and move and not not get caught. And I, I you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good fighter and I believe that he will take the victory if they, when they do face down. Joe, just just finally before I let you go, um, a video has been circulating of you on media over the last couple of days. Um, <laughs> don't worry, it wasn't it wasn't one of those rude videos, Joe. She oh. <laughs> didn't put it out there. <laughs> um, that was a, that you made me laugh. I think you made everybody's day when everybody saw that video of you dancing around. Uh, what, what, when did you come up with that idea? Listen, my mate, my mate, uh, the film, that film became of the idea. And I was like, hey, listen, listen, let's shoot it. And it took, it was, it was fast. We, we shot it, it was quite fast. Uh, but the way that he cut it up and like, he's got good vision for this kind of stuff. His name's Kerry Russell. And uh, we thought, you know, we thought that the reason why we did it was because we thought, um, obviously he likes the movie. I like the movie as well. I haven't seen it for a long time, but that scene always stands out. And Hugh Grant, who plays that, he plays, you know, he plays the prime minister and it's, it's it's like uh, the prime minister is a cool sort of cool and awesome prime minister in that movie, and he plays he plays the part really well. And we just wanted to brighten up everyone's day, you know, brighten up everyone's day and give them a smile because of what we're all going through. And uh, I think we we achieved that, you know, you know we've achieved it, and um, there's a lot of good positive feedback from it. So it's uh, you know after, after my boxing career, you know I might be I might be dancing. <laughs> <laughs> the bit the, the bit at the end was funny because when your wife walked in with your kids. And she's, what are you doing? And you were like, I'm just, I'm just training. And the way your, your reaction on your face. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it a bit of, it's a bit of fun. You know, it's fun doing it, but then it's also fun seeing, um, seeing the reaction and seeing the impact that it had on people. You know, people waking up and saying, "Oh man, this is awesome." We had a good, you know, good smile and a good laugh, and um, yeah, that just, that made us happy. Joe, just finally, um, what's your message to, to all the fans, no matter where they are in the world uh, and what they could be going through with this whole virus, uh, but what would be your positive message to them? My message would be, um, no, firstly, the, the, only, the first message would be just when you're home, you know, just find a space to do a bit of work, uh, working out. Uh, it's important for us to train, uh, not only us as fighters, but everyone, because it helps with the mind and it helps physically and mentally. And then uh, the other message would be just to please keep safe and you know, stay indoors to, to um, stay indoors, save lives and keep safe throughout this time. And uh, my thoughts and my prayers and my love goes out to everyone who's, a, who's been affected or those who are, you know, who are going through hard times because it's not only those who have been affected, but uh, this affects everyone's lives, you know, no matter what we're going through. So just stay strong and we'll get, we'll get through this together. Joseph Parker, I appreciate those words. I hope everybody can listen uh, and be wise and, and unite over this period. Uh, I really appreciate you giving me some time. I know it's really late over there in New Zealand. Um, uh, and without doubt, uh, we'll probably catch up in, in a couple of weeks' time. If we've uh, if things haven't resumed, we'll, we'll catch up and see how you've been getting on. Awesome. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. Joseph Parker for IFL TV. Thank you very much.